Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode-by-episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Good morning, Agents of Nothing, and welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 7, The Hub. Woohoo! Yeah. So, how was your week this week, Mariah? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, um, my mission this week has been to, like, try and make new friends. Yeah. Uh, when Dad got sick last year, um, me and Aaron were already planning a move uh but we had to like very quickly change our plans and we moved back to my hometown it's almost been a year and we we aren't planning on really leaving anytime soon we're surprised that we actually kind of like it but the thing is it's so weird coming back to your hometown after some time away and like your old friends like, you don't know if you'll get along with them anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you're trying to make new friends, but it's like, I know almost everyone in this town already. Like, yeah. And then also, I'm just bad at, like, coming up with things to do. That's another yeah. thing. I'm a newcomer to my own hometown. I don't know any of the cool places to go nowadays. Right. It's hard to make friends as an adult. I'm having that issue here in Austin as well, because I moved to Austin in the middle of the pandemic, (laughs) (laughs) August of 2020. Yeah. And so obviously I couldn't really meet anybody at first. Yeah. (laughs) So I've been just kind of slowly trying to make friends as I go in like safe ways and everything. But it has been a very slow process and it is very hard to meet people as an adult. (laughs) Yeah. And then, I don't know, I'm sure that, well, it is still Texas, but in Austin there's likely to be more like-minded people around you yeah what have you been up to this week caroline (laughs) uh i'm like oh i'm supposed to ask her now uh well my week was fine just work really me and my boyfriend went to a cool little wine bar in austin last night that was it was nice that sounds nice. Yeah, it's like a renovated um, house, basically. So it's super, like, cozy and intimate. And they have, like, like low couches outside on the deck. And so that was... It was nice. We got to, like... So it's like a wine bar, right? So they have, like, cheese plates and, like, tapas and, like, pizza <laughs> and stuff. But the food was actually really good. And then they also had a dessert option where you can, like, roast your own marshmallows and make your own s'mores at your table, <laughs> which was really cute. So we did that. So it was, That's so it was cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thibodeau is, like, trying to – I'm blaming it on Gilmore Girls. I don't know if it's <laughs> what this is for a fact, but I feel like Gilmore Girls had a renaissance, and now every small town – wants to be stars hollow and so Thibodeau Thibodeau is just trying to like come up with things like there's something happening downtown every weekend there's a maker's market today or something like that Louisiana and especially South Louisiana is already a party state (laughs) and so it's just like there's a party every week every week they're ramping (laughs) up the festivals (laughs) Well, anyway, do we want to start this episode? (laughs) Yeah, let's jump on in. I'm going to try to start listing the writing and directing credits at the beginning of the episode. So 
This episode was written by Rafe or Rafa. I definitely meant to look this up before. Uh, Judkins and Lauren LaFranc. And it was directed by Bobby Roth. So, Caroline, why don't you go ahead and tell us what characters we met in this episode? For sure, for sure. So, uh, we meet three new S.H.I.E.L.D. agents in this episode. So, we have Agent Shaw, who has a very big nose. Agent Victoria Hand, who really likes secrets, surprisingly. (laughs) And Agent Jasper Sitwell, who... Is a tattletale. I didn't like him. I love your descriptions. I feel like they're my favorite part of every episode. I'm so glad. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into this episode. Uh, So we start off, a man is being forced down a dim hallway with like two uh, goons beside him. He has a sack over his head and his hands are cuffed behind him and they're just like bouncing around. (laughs) His hands made me laugh so much. (laughs) He gets, like, shoved down into a chair, and the Russian guards with him pull off the hood, revealing our father, Agent Coulson. (laughs) Our father. Our father. Who art in S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) We can't go there. We can't go there. My mom will hate it. Okay, okay. Anyway, uh, so Coulson is looking very cocky. He says, I don't mean to alarm you, but I think you have a mold problem. (laughs) Down here, you're like, you got to get rid of that sanding water. You're going to breed mosquitoes. <laughs> exactly. That's where the mosquitoes hatch. Yes. You got to dump it out. Get a, get rid of it. So anyway, so they punch him and move him over towards like a torture table chamber thing. Coulson tells the torturer that if he doesn't have the intel on him, then he shouldn't proceed. And I don't know what that means. But then May and Ward show up and rescue him. The three of them, as well as the unknown other man, climb out of a hole in the icy tundra snow. And they jump on a dogless dog sled that whisks them away. And yet again, we get no explosion. What a ripoff. I know. I was so confused watching this opening scene because I didn't remember any of this it was a weird like setup to the story that didn't have anything to do with the rest of the episode yeah and so it was going and i'm like i don't remember this episode at all what the what the fuck is going on (laughs) for real i was so confused it was a very elaborate setup to just be like we're going to the hub yeah they could have just said that Coulson goes, hey, gang, today we're going to the hub. The hub is a place where... (laughs) Let's go on a field trip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anyway, so back at the lab uh, on the plane, uh, Simmons is examining this stranger, who we now know as Agent Shaw, and she tells him not to breathe, but then she pulls Mariah's catchphrase, and she goes, that was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I just need to clarify. (laughs) (laughs) She says that he can breathe, but not through his nose and only minimally through his mouth. So don't breathe. Yeah, so don't breathe. <laughs> so it wasn't a joke, actually. <laughs> That's all so me. <laughs> <laughs> so she sticks a metal straw up his nose and it makes the most disgusting noise I've ever heard. I hated it. Uh, she's like pulling something out of his sinuses. So we learn that his name is Agent Shaw, and the object up his nose was some kind of flash drive or something that he was keeping safe. Uh, That's disgusting. The awkward exchange at the end, just like, yeah, well, thanks, we got it now. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) You're good. You got it out. But that's a relief. A lot of sinus pressure is just, you're suddenly gone. 
That's a lot of pressure to have in your sinuses. I'm sorry about that. I meant he was having a sinus headache the whole time. (laughs) How are you supposed to be undercover in these conditions? Uh, so Coulson takes it and Fitz and Skye are both like jumping at the chance to help but Coulson keeps everyone at bay saying sorry this is classified level 8 it's going to the hub and everyone seems to know that that means to go away except for Skye she tries to rally the troops into finding out more information but Fitz says no need to get started on one of your socialist riffs Uh, um (laughs) Fitz what? (laughs) So, uh, Ward and May are a little bit more helpful, actually. They explain that the hierarchy and compartmentalization of intelligence are what keeps S.H.I.E.L.D. secrets secret. May elaborates slightly, saying that the way the missions are handled on the plane is very different from the way they're handled at the hub. And the plane seems a lot more fun than the hub, doesn't it? Uh, Yeah. Which system is better? (laughs) The one that's more fun. Always. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Efficiency? No. Fun? (laughs) Yes. So the hub is apparently an airport in a classified location. Everyone there has a very strict dress code, apparently, because they're all wearing the same suit. (laughs) The team all swipe their ID badges to get in, but Skye doesn't need to because her digital prison bracelet is apparently her ID. She is immediately getting ideas about scanning the S.H.I.E.L.D. database for info about her redacted files. And Coulson shoots her down, but he does say he'll look into it for her. The level 7s are all invited into a briefing room, and Fitzsimmons are very excited about Victoria Hand. I mean, I always thought her last name was a secret. (laughs) Sky's bracelet, however, gets captured by a magnet in the wall. (laughs) like right outside the door which was rude colson tells her to wait there and then simmons runs off to see the lab leaving sky alone apparently literally everyone in this episode so far is being so rude like why can't any of them just tell her what to expect like these i know it's supposed to be funny like haha she's the outsider she doesn't know how it works but i was so frustrated because literally they could have just told her like <laughs> they, Fitzsimmons could have literally just like grabbed her arm and been like oh no sorry that meeting isn't for us but like there's no training for this job there's no onboarding process there's no like employee agent consultant handbook this is ridiculous it's my worst nightmare this whole scenario is just nightmare fodder for me call the union this is how I feel at literally any job I've ever had no matter how long I've worked there yeah me and Sky are built different because I would have just gotten overwhelmed and found a bathroom to cry in I would not have gotten anything done that day <laughs> uh, props to her for yeah pushing through it I guess you're doing great sweetie <laughs> Colson, May, and Ward go in and they meet Agent Hand. After the very brief introduction, she's like, well, now that that's over with, here's what you need to know. <laughs> Victoria Hand is a hashtag girl boss with her pink streaks and her bright fuchsia <laughs> lipstick. Hashtag girl boss. Hashtag I'm a shield agent. What's your superpower? Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. So she tells them that the intel that they got from Shaw was about a weapon with a name that I will not even attempt to spell, much less pronounce. 
<laughs> in layman's terms, however, it's called the overkill device, which is very dramatic. <laughs> a group from South Ossetia wants to use it to separate themselves from Russia and Georgia in the next 24 hours. The device apparently sends out a vibration that can trigger any weapon within a vast distance, which means that they could use S.H.I.E.L.D.'s own weapons against them if they were to try to go in there. So S.H.I.E.L.D. wants to send a two-person team to sneak across the border and disarm the group. May and Ward are very much up to the task until Agent Han says that one of them has to be able to identify and dismantle the weapon on site, which means (laughs) Fitz, our resident rocket scientist. Oh my gosh. Fitz comes back to the team and has hilarious trouble getting a cart through an automatic door. (laughs) So Ward is automatically underestimating Fitz again. How many times do these people have to prove themselves to Ward for him to respect them? And Coulson is just smiling at Fitz like a father who is very proud of his son for even swinging the bat, even though he keeps striking out. Fitz, you sweet, smart little idiot. I love him. (laughs) Sweet baby. Baby Fitz, the sweetest person in the world. Just the most adorable person to ever exist. Absolutely. Also, I mean, Fitz did fail his field assessment, so I do get where Ward is coming from. I guess. Sending him out on a field mission, not a good idea. (laughs) It could be really dangerous for everyone involved. He's a sweet little baby and he must be protected. However, I do feel like he's proved himself since he's been on this team, though. Yes, I suppose. (laughs) But he is my baby child. And I love him. He does need to be protected. And if anything ever happens to him, I will scream. Yes. I'll break my TV. I thought you were going to say I'll break my teeth. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? (laughs) That's really intense. (laughs) Just crack him. I'll just crack him right off, man. Anyway, so so Simmons is sitting with Fitz while he packs, and she is stressing him out. He tries to calm her fears, but he's worried about leaving her alone, too. He tells her, don't do anything rash while I'm gone, like jumping out of an airplane. And good lord, she touched his hand. This is like a Jane Austen-level romance. I love it. The pining... The slow burn, friends to lover. Oh my god. It's like a period drama. It is. <laughs> and Simmons even gives Fitz a gift. His favorite sandwich. Prosciutto and buffalo mozzarella with her homemade pesto aioli. Adding that to the trivia file, even <laughs> though it sounds disgusting to me. <laughs> Gemma being worried sick is the most adorable thing. These two are so in love and so in denial. Yes. Um, Lauren LaFranc, or LaFranc, I'm sorry, Lauren, <laughs> who wrote the episode, uh, she felt that Fitz and Simmons needed to have some kind of deep specific connection to show their history and like move the plot along and kind of like show that background that they have without explaining like we've known each other for a very long time and so that resulted in the specific sandwich Simmons makes for Fitz it's like how one year for my birthday Aaron got me a bag of microwavable buffalo veggie nuggets, a tub of sour cream, and a gallon of Arizona green tea for for my birthday. Did I say it was for my birthday? Yeah, you did. I have a very short memory span. Uh, That was the best birthday ever. Yeah, because it showed that he knows you. It's so specific. 
And the working title of this episode was actually the Sandwich Incident. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that. I wish I would have kept that. I know. So Sky brings Fitz what Simmons calls a full-sized mag pouch. And what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? And why is Sky holding it away from her like a bag of shit? And why... <laughs> Why? I assumed it was some sort of gun thing, like ammo, maybe? They were so weird about it. I was very confused, too. Like, why did Fitch snatch it away from her? Like, he was ashamed of it? And why is Simmons shaming him for it? Anyway, uh, he says that Ward needs it, I guess. I don't know. Maybe we're just particularly unobservant this week, but I feel like there's a lot of, like, exposition that is just not well explained at all. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm like, are we supposed to know what that is? Right. And then the whole opening scene, I'm like, they could have completely cut this out and the episode would have still worked. It felt like there was an episode missing. What might have happened, the next episode was supposed to be the seventh episode. They had to switch it around, I think, to coincide with the MCU, which I'm very excited to talk about that. Okay. But I don't know that that would make this make any more sense. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of missing information that they expect us to fill in the blanks for. Anyway. Maybe we're just dumb. I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm dumb, but maybe. I feel pretty smart. I, yeah. Sometimes. Un- until I talk. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> we are talking him today. I'm so sorry. This is going to be a longer episode. Let's just resign ourselves to that, yeah, I guess. We're just going to agree. Okay. So, <laughs> May and Coulson are giving Ward their deadline. And Fitz comes in and gives a classic Ward line, more moving, less talking, Agent Ward. (laughs) And Fitz and Simmons give each other one last look before he and Ward head out. More pining, more pining, more Jane Austen pining. But Skye does not trust that the two of them will be okay. Coulson tries to reassure her that the hub knows what they're doing, but now I'm very worried about Fitz. (laughs) Ward can fuck off, but Fitz! (laughs) He must be protected. Yes! Ugh! So then we cut to the Caucasus Mountains, a.k.a. where white people came from. And Ward is driving them into a parking lot while Fitz is telling a story about Simmons, obviously, where she is in a bunny suit. And they only call it that because it covers her whole body. Fitz, what else is she wearing around you that that needs to be specified? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they did essentially go to college together. And Ward wants to kill him already, but I am... I am so happy. (laughs) I would have laughed at his story. Absolutely. Even if I didn't understand it because I love him. And that's what you do. That's what you do. people that you love. Yes. You laugh at their jokes even when they're dumb or they don't make sense. And when they info dump on you, even if you have no idea what they're talking about, you at the very least pretend to listen (laughs) and you say, wow, that's very nice. I'm glad that you like that. You throw in some hmms and interesting and oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Something. Come on. You don't just sit there. It's that easy. So (laughs) Ward leads them into this rinky-dink little shack that his contact apparently lives in. He warns Fitz that this guy probably won't like him, but I bet he will. (laughs) Then we find out that the shack is a Russian sports bar. Ward goes over to the bartender to ask for Yuri, and suddenly everyone in the place is pulling a gun on him because apparently Yuri is dead. I love that his contact had enemies. They're like, oh, you're Yuri's friend? We fucking hate Yuri. We (laughs) murdered Yuri in his face. Get out of here, you idiot. (laughs) 
So back at S.H.I.E.L.D., there are way too many people in the lab. Simmons saves the night-night gun from being broken, and she's still extremely worried about Fitz. Sky points out that May might have the clearance to know something, and May just stares at her and gives nothing away. <laughs> I am obsessed with May. <laughs> she's like, we know what we're supposed to know. When we have more information, we'll react. And then May kicks everyone out. But Skye is not willing to take no for an answer. And so she goes to bug Coulson about it. Obviously. Coulson is talking slash flirting, as he does with everyone. <laughs> what a minx. Uh, with Agent Han, who brings up his recovery in Tahiti. And Coulson once again says, it's a magical place. But this time, it's more of an automatic response that he seems, like, surprised by. And I knew there was something weird about him calling it that. And I'm <laughs> saying it again. I think it's witches. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, I was hoping you'd notice that. It's getting juicy, folks. Yes! I'm so excited. We're going to figure it out. I can't wait to watch your head explode. (laughs) There's literally nothing that I could say that would spoil the things that are coming. (laughs) No matter how much hinting I do, I'm going to try not to hint. But God, I can't wait for your reactions. (laughs) I'm excited. Ward and Fitz are tied up in the like storage room of the bar while the Russians wait for their boss to get there. Ward starts asking Fitz questions to, like, figure out their escape plan, including, are you familiar with the term slam and cram? Which <laughs> feels like an improv line, and also like some kind of frat boy homophobic innuendo or something. <laughs> Fitz is not interested in any of Ward's possible plans. They sound terrible. They're awful. So while they're arguing, the boss lady comes in and she asks if they are separatists. They explain that they're actually trying to stop the separatists, but the lady does not trust them. And so her guard raises his gun. But before he can shoot, the power goes out. And I don't know why that would stop him because I'm pretty (laughs) sure that guns could shoot in the dark. But wonderful. I'm so glad. Oh, no. The lights are out. You were already aimed at him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so back at the hub, Sky catches up with Coulson to beg him for more info on Ward and Fitz's mission. But he does not give anything away. Or does he? Simmons was watching the whole time, obviously. And so when Sky starts to suggest that they'll have to sneak around to find out what they want to know, Simmons balks. She's like, do not involve me in any of your bad girl shenanigans. <laughs> I love her so much. She's so cute. I truly think that you are like, you built your personality around <laughs> Sky and Simmons. <laughs> you were an amalgamation of the two of them. <laughs> I'm an amalgamation of every fictional character I have ever latched onto. <laughs> so Sky scares her into helping Snoop. Back over at the Russian bar, Fitz has befriended this scary mob lady and is being held by his ankles by one of her henchmen so that he can fix their power outage. And Marta really likes Fitz. She calls him a little bear and says that she likes watching him work. Ward is still being held captive by another henchman because nobody likes him. That's what happens when you're boring. And a dick. So Fitz fixes the power. The whole bar cheers for him. And he's like, it's nothing. I'm just a man. (laughs) (laughs) This is such a good Fitz episode. Oh oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so the Russians give Fitz a very salty vodka shot, I assume. And then he gets down to negotiations. Uh, Fitz promises the Russians 2 million rubles because he thought that they were counted like pesos. (laughs) 
And Ward is giving him shit for his negotiation skills. But apparently the whole power outage was Fitz is doing all along. That cute little sneak. So as they are in the back of a cargo truck heading across the border, the truck starts slowing down. And Ward is about to go check things out when gunfire starts. And then he decides maybe they should both stay there. That made me laugh so much. Uh, so as the border troll is a border troll—that's <laughs> <laughs> my foreign policy. The troll on the border. I'm running for president, and that is my whole troll in the dungeon. That's my whole foreign policy. At each border, there will be a troll. You have to solve a riddle, and if you can solve the riddle, you are now an American citizen. Congratulations, whatever that means to you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, as the border patrol is approaching the truck, Ward fends them off just in time for more border patrol to show up, and he starts to tell Fitz to get out of there, but Fitz is already moving! Hurry up! <laughs> So then we cut back to S.H.I.E.L.D. and Coulson tries to interrupt May's Tai Chi, but he does not. She keeps going. <laughs> he just starts venting about his frustrations with keeping their team in the dark because he actually likes how they do things on the plane. And May has not said a word the entire time, <laughs> but then she just rolls her eyes as he leaves. She's such a good listener. Just the best friend a girl could have. So Sky and Simmons are on their own mission. Sky does not have the clearance to enter this restricted hallway, so she gives Simmons a walkie-talkie and a device that will check browser histories or something. <laughs> Simmons keeps finishing all of Sky's sentences because she missed Fitz. <sighs> you think that like finishing each other's sentences is a Fitzsimmons thing, but I like the idea that it's just something that Simmons does with everyone. She's just like that. And that Fitz is just the only one who does it back. Simmons is actually having fun sneaking around, but then she gets caught by Agent Sitwell, who I I don't know who that is. What the fuck was that? That was Chip. (laughs) Uh, So after Agent Hill and Nick Fury, Agent Jasper Sitwell is another character that makes a crossover from the Marvel movies into a Marvel television series. So before this, he played the same character in the 2011 Thor movie and the 2012 Avengers movie. Okay, gotcha. So he catches her as she's like trying to break into this room that she's not allowed in. And so she is obviously horrified. She's being caught. (laughs) Back in Osisha, Ward and Fitz have escaped the Border Patrol and they find a drainage pipe to hide out in for a while. But not too long, Fitz reminds us. We have a very strict deadline. (laughs) Uh, So back at the hub, Simmons is trying to, like, make small talk with Sitwell, who says to call him Jasper, but I will not. (laughs) She asks what he's doing in a restricted hallway so late at night, and he says he could ask her the same thing. And she says, no, don't. (laughs) (laughs) So for some reason, that doesn't work. (laughs) What? So she resorts to flirting? Kind of. Both Fitz and Simmons are terrible at flirting. I'm obsessed. They're made for each other. They're terrible at flirting with anyone but each other. Yes. Um, Both the writer and director of this episode have sketch comedy backgrounds, which explains why this episode is so fucking funny. It is. And they said that they really enjoyed creating the running gag of Simmons being unable to tell a lie. (laughs) 
It was really well done. She's like, I don't know what you could possibly be insinuating. <laughs> I have always been in this hallway, actually. <laughs> I live here. <laughs> actually, I think that you're not allowed to be in here. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think about that, Jasper? <laughs> Something you should consider. <laughs> Uh, so Sky is trying to coach Simmons through this, but Simmons says out loud, he's on to me. <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> he obviously hears her and starts calling for backup. So she shoots him with the night night gun. <laughs> She's like, I've definitely shot Agent Sitwell. Good, good, good. Was that all right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was terrible. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> Sky tells Simmons that they need to go get May because this was a disaster and they only have a limited window of time to get the intel that they want. So, back in the drainage pipe, Ward and Fitz are wondering why S.H.I.E.L.D. only sent in the two of them. Fitz pulls out his sandwich from Simmons and Ward is clearly judging him. But Fitz offers him half anyway because he's a very nice person. And Ward throws it in the ditch! (laughs) That bitch! That's his favorite sandwich! I'm like, yeah, okay, there are dogs searching for them and a prosciutto sandwich would not help. But throwing it five feet away from them is not going to help either. They could just eat it and then the scent would be gone. And then they're in the clear. You're just spreading the scent at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> Fitz calls Ward out for being Mr. Save the Day and is clearly still upset that Ward took the parachute away when Fitz was trying to save Simmons. And now Ward has destroyed the world's most dangerous sandwich. Listen, not to be a Ward apologist, but the way his face visibly softens when he puts two and two together and realizes Fitz is obviously in love with Simmons it got to me. Yeah, that was good. I think this is the point in the season where I start to warm up to Ward, and I apologize. I don't forgive you. <laughs> so Ward tells him, before we left, Colson told me to take care of you, so that's what I'm doing. And like, okay, <laughs> but were you not going to do that before Colson told you? <laughs> like, what the fuck? But he's not completely har- heartless. He does give Fitz an odorless candy bar that looks less appetizing than the soggy sewer sandwich so so now sky has broken into the restricted corridor and is hacking the main frame or whatever <laughs> looking for info on warden fitz's mission but she comes across a file of redacted documents and even though she only has a little over a minute left to hack she searches her birthday April 26, 1986. Oh my god, happy late birthday. That was just a couple days ago from recording this. <laughs> she can't access the pre-dacted files and she's running out of time. So she decides to go ahead and search for our boys and she finds that S.H.I.E.L.D. does not have an extraction plan for them. What the fuck? Sky chooses saving her friends instead of finding the one thing that she joined S.H.I.E.L.D. in order to find. Incredible. That is a big character moment, and I just wanted to point that out. It deserves to be commended. But Coulson finds her and closes the laptop before she can get any further. She tells him that the system he told her to trust just sent Ward and Fitz to their death. Yeah. Uh, So as a way to highlight the differences between Coulson's small S.H.I.E.L.D. team and the larger S.H.I.E.L.D. organization, our hero, friend of the podcast and composer extraordinaire Bear McCreary, uh, introduced a theme for, quote, 
big shield, which is meant to feel imposing and new. And for the major scenes in the episode when Sky distrusts the system and takes matters into her own hands, McCreary used her own personal theme in a like pulsing, swirling way, juxtaposed against the same theme in, quote, a warm variation filled with emotion, unquote, in a later scene when Skye and Coulson discuss her parents. Uh, we love Bear McCreary. We love him. He's our best friend. Now it's morning in Ossetia and Fitz and Ward are sharing a sleeping bag on the dirt. <laughs> then the ground starts rumbling. A truck is coming. So this is when we find out that a mag pouch actually is a sleeping bag that camouflages whoever is in it, apparently. So they zip it up and the truck rolls directly over them because they are sleeping in the middle of the road. And then I realized, oh, the truck picked them up. It's a magnet pouch. Magnet. (laughs) A mag pouch. So, back at the hub, Guy is ripping Coulson a new one about this suicide mission. She's bringing up the fact that certain number levels are apparently more expendable than others because S.H.I.E.L.D. only sees them as numbers. Coulson tries to de-escalate while still having S.H.I.E.L.D.'s back by attempting to explain why these secret missions need to be kept secret and that Sky doesn't have any context for the information that she saw, which seems like a major deflection to me. So she listens and Coulson spouts more like weird propaganda. Like, I may need you to keep a secret one day and I need to know that you can keep it. And it's like the problem wasn't that she couldn't keep a secret. It's that she doesn't like other people keeping secrets from her. But she asks one more question. If Coulson knew that there was no extraction plan. Coulson says, that's classified. And that's fucking bullshit. That means no, he didn't. It's so obvious too. Like, so clear. Like just say that you didn't know. And then you're all on the same page. Like you can just be mad together. So back in Asisha, the truck that they were riding under brings Fitz and Ward directly to the facility that they needed to go to. They roll out from under the truck and sneak over to the side of the building where Fitz starts working. And he's talking about Simmons again, obviously. And Ward goes to signal the extraction team. But from the look on his face, he's realizing that there's no one there to save them. But he doesn't tell Fitz yet. Fitz sets up his device to be able to see through the concrete wall. And he sees two guards with automatic weapons. Wait, no. There's three guards now. He's attacking the other guards. Ward walks out the door having just neutralized the guards himself. (laughs) It gets me every fucking time. This episode is so funny. It's hilarious. Um, They make it to the room where the overkill machine is stored, and Ward says, this doesn't look like it could take a jet out of the sky. And Fitz is like, well, you should know by now that looks can be deceiving. Also, it's a pretty big device. So they take the metal door off the front of the device, and Fitz takes a look at the core. Like, this is going to take a while. Ward says, you have ten minutes. And Fitz is like, I thought you'd say five. And he sets his watch. (laughs) I love it. Back at the hub, Coulson is confronting Hand about the non-extraction plan. I knew he wouldn't have known about this shit and gone along with it. (laughs) Hand brings up that people like Romanoff don't have extraction plans, but Coulson's like, yeah, but she knows that shit going in. They should have at least been able to make the choice and like decide for themselves if they wanted to do this mission without any kind of backup. Yeah. And Hand gives him the same old trust the system bullshit that got them here in the first place. So Victoria Hand is obviously a high-ranking S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, and this was her first appearance in the MCU. She was basically written into the show to lie to Coulson. (laughs) 
executive producer Marissa Tancheroen called this, quote, a very significant thing for him to deal with Victoria Hand lying to him and facing the fact that the organization that he's been dedicating his life to lied to his face about the people on his team. That's significant in his journey. Absolutely. Uh, and the writer of the episode, Lauren LaFranc, called being able to feature Hand in the episode really exciting because I assume that she was in the comics. And added that the writers were at a point where they wanted Coulson to start questioning things. And here is Victoria Hand, who has a hard line. She sees people as numbers more than people. Yeah, that wor- that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So at the overkill device, Ward is trying to get Fitz to give him instructions for the last part of the disarming process because there will be no extraction. Ward wants to buy Fitz enough time to get away before he sets off the remote beacon. But Fitz just looks at him for a second and he's like, I'm not leaving. I'm every bit the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that you are, even if you think I'm a coward. And Ward's like, whoa. Oh, that pissed me off so much. (laughs) The way he said, whoa. Like, where's this coming from? As if that's not literally what they've been talking about for the last 24 hours. (laughs) Fitz says he's not trying to prove anything. Coulson told him to take care of Ward, too. And... Uh, Okay, I know everything Ward does pisses me off, but I actually, I really love what Fitz says to him, because Ward clearly thinks of himself as, like, the grunt TM, who has to protect everyone else at the expense of his own well-being, because he doesn't see himself as being as valuable as everyone else on the team. And Fitz very clearly lays out for him that Ward's life matters to him, and that they are in this together to the end, even with what Ward did to Fitz's sandwich. I love that this episode starts to further the relationship between Ward and Fitz. It's a really great, complicated friendship that you know, will continue to build and really pays off at the end of the season. Yeah, I'm really, I'm enjoying their relationship so far. So back at S.H.I.E.L.D., May is telling Skye and Simmons the plan for them to react to the information. Coulson wants in. Fitz is on the last wire that needs to be detached, and Ward is trying to give him one last chance at a head start. But Fitz just pulls the wire and tells Ward, your turn. (laughs) They get out of the building as the S.H.I.E.L.D. infiltration team starts dismantling the whole building. And they're unsure what to do when the plane hovers over them and Fitz says, Oh, it's the extraction team. And Ward says, no, it's the cavalry. And Ward, we have been over this. <laughs> stop calling her the cavalry. Oh, my God. Literally. <laughs> she has asked you to stop multiple times now. And you just keep doing it, even when she's not around. So, back at the hub, Sitwell reports to Hand that the team was extracted. But he didn't think there would be an extraction. Hand says, it was Coulson's team. They didn't need one. And, like, Okay, but you could have told them that from the start and they would have been ready for it. <laughs> is she insinuating that the reason that they didn't have an extraction plan is because they knew that Coulson would go and pick up his guys? Right. <laughs> like, was this a way for this organization to cut corners? To, like, not have to pay for an extraction team? Or use gas or something? Fucking, what the fuck? Fucking bullshit is what it is. What the fuck? There's a lot of assumptions that have to take place for that to happen. <laughs> uh, so, in the sky... Coulson meets Ward and Fitz as they come aboard and shakes their hands, saying, we look out for our own. Then Simmons shows up to greet Fitz, and Fitz slowly approaches her, and I was like, kiss, 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 kiss! They do not, unfortunately. They do not. Simmons asks how the sandwich was, and Fitz hesitates just a moment, and then he says, it was delicious. 
and they start bringing his stuff back to the lab. Sky greets Ward with a punch on the shoulder. It's much better form than any of his punches. <laughs> and they flirt a little bit, but Ward gives Fitz his props. And Fitz, however, tells Simmons all about how he saved Ward from a group of Russian mobsters and had his back the whole time. But anyway, did anything exciting happen at the hub? Well, Simmons just shot a superior officer in the chest. No big deal. <laughs> Their comedic timing is incredible. The way Fitz's face just falls. <laughs> it was excellent. <laughs> so Coulson comes back to Sky's bunk, and Sky apologizes for how she spoke to him earlier. Coulson interrupts her to tell her that he found her unredacted file. It turns out the person who dropped Sky off at the orphanage was an unidentified sh- female S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. They don't know if it was her mother or just someone who found her on a doorstep, but Coulson put in a request for more information. Sky gives him a hug, and finally someone is hugging someone on this show. I know that, like, not everyone likes hugs, but the way that I grew up, this is, like, a very normal way of showing affection to the people that you care about, even if it's not your direct, like, family or your friends. Like, when someone's going through something or you want to thank someone for something, it always frustrates me when people on TV never hug each other. (laughs) And so I was so glad that she hugged him. (laughs) So Coulson then goes to join May, and she asks what he told Sky. And he does know more. He says some secrets are meant to stay secret. And then he asks May to help him find out what really happened. And then the camera pans over the photos in Sky's file, showing a dead woman face down in a pool of blood. What the fuck? <laughs> it's getting juicy. <laughs> Very. The thing is, the little breadcrumbs that are in this crop of episodes like as we go on in season one i'm excited for the payoff but they're setting up things that are going to happen like seasons later oh god that's the thing about this show is that they like they just like breadcrumb these possible storylines and then just like pick one that's so cool it's so awesome i love it so now it's time for the post content content i know that it's called the after credit scene but i like saying post content content (laughs) Um, Coulson enters his office and he's making a phone call. A voice picks up and just says, company? (laughs) Company? (laughs) Company, this is name. Um, Coulson requests access to a restricted file. It's his own file about his recovery in Tahiti, but apparently he does not have clearance to access that file, even though he's level eight. They ask if he wants to bring it to Director Fury, and Coulson says no. (laughs) Um... (laughs) What? It's getting juicy. <laughs> so, overall thoughts on the episode. Mine include um, towards Fitz and Simmons. Kiss, 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 kiss. <laughs> um, and also, May, 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 May. <laughs> um, and also, I literally, I hate S.H.I.E.L.D. now. <laughs> anyway, what are your overall thoughts on this episode? My thought was I didn't anticipate how hard doing this podcast would be. <laughs> these buildups just make me so excited to see how you're going to react to like these stories playing out. I try so hard not to spoil it. I try not to. I fail, but I try not to give hints. I feel like you do a good job. Even if you are giving hints, I don't get them. So, <laughs> Like I said earlier, there is no hint that I could give you that would allow you to accurately guess what happens with the May storyline, what happens with Colson Tahiti storyline, what happens with Sky storyline. You literally 
could not guess because it is just so off the fucking walls. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> well, that concludes our episode on season one, episode seven, The Hub. Ooh. <laughs> I had a lot of fun this episode. Me too. <laughs> uh, if you want to keep up with us, if you still listen after this episode. If you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> You can follow us on TikTok at Agents of Nothing Podcast, on Twitter at Agent Nothing Pod. You can also go to anchor.fm slash Agents of Nothing and send us a voice message with your thoughts. We would love to hear from you. And now, officially, you can donate to us on Anchor, which we would really appreciate. Yes. Yeah, editing and prep uh, do take up a good amount of time, and we'd love your support in keeping this podcast going. Yes. You can also email us at agentsofnothingpodcast at gmail.com. Our personal social media, uh, you can follow me, Mariah, on Twitter at fullswampwitch underscore, on TikTok at Submarine Warfare, and also on Instagram at Submarine Warfare. And you can follow me, Caroline, on Twitter at RustyPage95, on Instagram at underscore rusty page and on tiktok at crazy ginger 995 next week we will be covering season one episode eight the well so stay tuned for that okay bye bye love you (laughs) 